I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok. And I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and this is one of our News and Cues episodes. We have some great cues, or questions, if you want to say the whole word, and news. We have news, too, which is a nice short word, isn't it, Ken? News, yes, not short for musical. I don't know. No, something like that. <laughs> um, and what if, there, what if our cues were just a collection of, uh, you know, James Bond's uh, good buddies, uh, providing him uh, gear and equipment? <laughs> news and cues. Someday we'll do that. Just uh, thoughts on the character Q. Uh, a lot to get to today, a lot to get to today, but uh, before we dive in, we want to remind you uh, some of the business up top. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. 
Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash four center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. As always, a little bit later, one of our four center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. And Joseph, we're not done there. No, we are not. We have another offer. Insight Editions, a publisher of a ton of great Star Wars books, are offering 35% off across their website with a special four-centered code. You can get a discount by entering the coupon code FC35, or you can visit their website with this specific link, insighteditions.com slash discount slash FC35. This week, we're recommending the Insight Editions book, The Lightsaber Collection. Why? Because we really love that book. We advertised it last week, and I forgot to change it. But there are many, many great books offered by Inside Editions, and we will be recommending more. But we do love the lightsaber collection. So go uh, check out those discounts on Inside Editions with the code FC35. Love that. Love that. I, I, I noticed that. I was like, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. We really do. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> Sometimes, we, you know, you either copy and paste or you just carry over the next thing and... Uh, uh, you know, here we are talking about uh, an old Force Center topic from three weeks ago. It, 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 happens. it does happen. Uh, as always, we love to catch up with each other, Joseph and I, and Jennifer, when she's uh, on the show. We're all pals, too. And, uh, you know, we don't get to see each other a lot. Uh, no fire pits, no bar meetups, nothing yet. Uh, we're still holding steady. Uh, I bought two new brand new masks today. That's my life adventure. Two new additional masks uh, for me. Uh, and I actually, i got to tell you something. I don't know if I'm ever stopping because I like having them on my face. I feel <laughs> like I'm in a G.I. Joe adventure. Uh, a lot of things going on, Joseph. Uh, how are you? Uh, Star Wars and Life Adventures? Yeah, yes, yeah, very good uh, life adventures. I've uh, been working on some uh, projects, uh, writing projects, and that can always be an up and down roller coaster. And I had some ups this week of really uh, being in being in a good headspace and uh, writing stuff that I'm happy with. So that's always nice for my kind of personal adventure. Uh, since last we recorded, there was a, an inauguration, which uh, which uh, made me uh, happy and hopeful. Um, I also had a a call uh, with a friend, uh, Ken Plume. Uh, he is uh, the he's a podcaster. Uh, he writes some uh, kind of behind the scenes books for various things like uh, Venture Brothers. And I don't know if I can if, if it's public. The other one he's working on right now. But great guy. He's the uh, person who uh, initially brought me uh, to Dragon Con is, is my contact there who does all the I do all the programming uh, that I do at Dragon Con through him. Uh, so he's a great guy all around. Uh, so I had a catch up phone call with him. And we got into talking about uh, action figures, uh, mm. Star Wars action figures, and uh, trading which ones we're interested in and why. And since then, Ken has been tweeting and texting his new action figure purchases and saying, this is this is your responsibility. You did this. <laughs> so that, that's been my Star Wars adventure this week. And I, I keep promising yeah. him like, all right, well, in, in penance, uh, since you bought a new action figure after our conversation, I guess I have to. I guess I have to go buy a retro quill one of these uh, days in penance. There we go. I saw, I think one of those tweets emerged into my timeline uh, with him uh, blaming you for him getting a bunch of Mando figures. So that is perfect. <laughs> um, you know, we'll have to do like, I'll have to get him on for a special Star Wars ranked uh, um, figures that Joseph shamed me into getting. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Figures I bought because of Joseph. I would love that. How about you? What were your uh, life and or Star Wars adventures? Yeah, it's been uh, ups and downs too. Ain't that life? Huh? Ain't that a ain't that a kick, kick in the pants? Uh, good things going on. Hard work over there launching the the Good People Association. Uh, you know, I, I keep making the joke, but it's true. I just feel like Lando. I've got supply problems. Uh, you <laughs> 
I'm trying to launch a, you know, it's a production company. It's a digital brand. We're doing fun shows. Most of my week was spent tracking down a proof of insurance for the landlord. <laughs> <laughs> the real exciting stuff. Chase your dreams, kids. Uh, start a business. Uh, and get your COIs, your certificate of insurances, ready to go. So a lot of that. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, good and bad. Uh, so battling some some illness around the house. Nothing nothing serious. Nothing related to, to uh, COVID. But kind of made the weekend a little slower. Uh, but uh, yeah, I lost, uh, we lost a, a friend, uh, lost a friend uh, this week who actually was a listener, a listener for center also at, at, at times and, and a listener of a lot of my stuff going back to the early Schmoes days. And, and he became a friend to a lot of us because he just was so present. His name's Graham Butler, big Star Wars fan. In fact, the, the two times I've met him in person, the two, two periods of time were both at Star Wars celebrations or, mm-hmm. or that 2017. And uh, we had a um, quick exchange, but a, a beautiful you know, bittersweet, but beautiful final in-person connection in Chicago where I think I was on the floor. You and I would be, you know, wonderful people coming up to us and, and asking us about Star Wars and and, and Graham uh, passed me and saw I was busy and he was heading somewhere and we just kind of looked at each other and smiled. Um, and that would be, you know, uh, we were planning to meet up in, in celebrations 2020, uh, uh, 2020 and then uh, that didn't happen and we were looking forward to 2022. So long story short, um, he, he passed away unexpectedly, uh, um, uh, big star Wars fan, um, you know, big personality, uh, uh, love to give uh, everyone some loving, uh, needling, uh, uh, shite as it were, I'll say the <laughs> Scottish guy. Um, and, uh, uh yeah, I, I it, just sat, sat, woke up to that news, um, Sunday and, and that was uh, with me most of the day. Cause, um, you never know. And, life being short and all those kind of things. And, uh, it, it really hurt. And, and it's a, a testament to uh, the power of, uh, this kind of modern world where we're all connected better or worse. We're all connected pretty fast. And so many people felt the loss of Graham who had never actually met him, but he was such a presence in my Twitch streams or Mark Riley's Patreon or Schmodest, like all that kind of stuff. He was uh, tied into it. So, uh, Graham, uh, we miss you, buddy, and we'll, we'll do a we'll do a shot somewhere down the road. So that was kind of my week, and not to bring it down, Joseph, but uh, kind of dominated the week, unfortunately. No, I totally understand. I, I uh, saw that news, and it, it was, um, you know, I I uh, don't don't know didn't know Graham the way you did, but I certainly recognized his his name from you know tweets and his uh, presence, and that is, as you say, it is a reminder that uh, we are all connected in so many different ways that I had a visceral reaction just, just to immediately when I saw his name, you know, saw his, his Twitter icon, uh, in my mind. And, uh, and the, the sadness, um, obviously is there, but there is also for me, uh, a little bit of that hope and, uh, in kindness in the, uh, rem- the memory that we're all connected, uh, even though sometimes we, we feel far away that, you know, yeah. somebody you only really know over social media can still uh, be meaningful to you. Yeah. Obviously, you had a, a much clearer uh, uh, mm-hmm. interactions with him than I did. But yeah, no, no. Well said. Well said indeed. And and we are all luminous beings. And it's great to take comfort from uh, from Star Wars. I, that stuff's so very real to me when you just kind of look at a, a something like Star Wars or a book, anything that means something to you and just kind of pull comfort out of it and that's that's why we keep coming back each week so uh again this one's for you graham uh that was part of what uh, my weekend was and that's just reality of life uh the ups and downs the light the dark the balance uh, we got to find our place in it so 
Uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> Transition. Well said. Yes, well said. Transition. I just don't want to, you know, I don't, I cried all on a Twitch stream for him yesterday, but you know, I've been doing some crying on four center lately and I have no problem crying. And I think out there, you, any of you listening should not be afraid to cry, but uh, today I promised myself I wouldn't do it. Um, All right, uh, Joseph, uh, we're going to get to the news here, but uh, part of the news this weekend without a doubt was uh, uh, look, something that is uh, so damn familiar, uh, something that keeps popping up. Uh, we are going to address it here, and uh, this is the uh, Christina Arial situation going on. The new, wonderful new host of the High Republic show over on the Star Wars YouTube channel, which I, I don't even believe is launched yet, right? No, no, it hasn't yet. Yeah, uh, and, and everything that's going on there. So, Joseph, take it away. Let's dive into this uh, the situation and, and where we as Force Center um, stand on it. We're going to be clear and where to go from here. Yeah, yeah, I think this is this situation um, is one of those things where we kind of feel on Force Center that to not say something is to say something, which is one of the reasons that we are taking the time to uh, address it. Uh, I want to start with the positive, and then we will get into uh, what what must be addressed. Uh, if you're not familiar with uh, Christina Ariel, uh, she has you know many uh, mutual uh, friends and connections to to myself and Ken. She is a, a broadcaster and performer. Um, the actual High Republic show is a debuting on Wednesday. There's already been a call put out for questions. And we've, I, I was looking through that and saw a bunch of great questions about the High Republic. So the actual show that she is hosting as a pro, that is happening on Wednesday. It's a great way to celebrate and engage with the High Republic. So I think everyone should just check that out on Wednesday. Um, if you're curious a little bit about her, uh, you can Google uh, Starting Role plus her name, Christina Ariel, and you, it, and that's A-R-I-E-L-L-E. Uh, I watched this show. It was just a little, uh, it's like a fun gaming interview show, but it just really starts with a great interview with Christina about who she is and uh, her history of pop culture fandom. It's just, I really enjoyed watching it because it was just, it let me get to know her a little bit because I didn't before this. Uh, she also has a thread on her own Twitter profile from August 22nd. 2020, which is sharing some of her favorite work of uh, short films, gaming videos, etc. So I just kind of wanted to start a little bit from that Star Wars perspective of uh, saving what we love, uh, not just fighting what we hate, but saving what we love and say, Christina Ariel is clearly an awesome person, clearly a professional, clearly has a lot to add to uh, the Star Wars community. And these are ways that you can uh, look, look for those and support uh, Christina. Um, and yeah. then from there we can get into what, what happened this week. Uh, do you have any, any thoughts to add to that, Ken, before we get into what actually happened? No, other than that's, uh, that's I, I think that's really important to not, uh, we don't want to, in any discussion, anything we're about to say, we don't want to move away from, from, from her at all and, and, and what she's about to really, uh, bring to the Star Wars community. And yeah, it's so funny. You say, we, there's so many mutual connections. Uh, if I've met her, I've met her in passing, but a lot of people we know, a lot of people are super, super close to me, uh. Um, uh, just uh, think the world of her, and it's like, and and uh, we're we're so happy for her to get that show, and are still are, by the way. Um, uh, so I, I think you're right to highlight what she uh, what she does and what she is about again about to bring to the Star Wars community. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the the unfortunate unfortunate uh, not great part of this. Um, so she was targeted uh, by basically alt right trolls uh, because she is a black woman involved with Star Wars and. Uh, that is my firm 
reading of the situation because the people behind it have a pattern of doing this. Um, Mm -hmm. Christina Ariel has uh, tweets that are her perspective as a black woman discussing racism, which I feel very strongly is her right. She has experienced racism. It's her lived experience. She's speaking out. And those tweets are being used uh, by, again, alt-right trolls uh, to attack her. In response to that, she uh, shared some of the just truly hateful, unmistakably viscerally racist, hateful, awful things that were tweeted to her because uh, these alt-right trolls on purpose targeted her for being a black woman involved with Star Wars. That's my opinion about what has happened. I also have some more information about who is actually behind this so that you can see that it is not just about, you know, what did she tweet? What didn't she tweet? What's the opinion? But who did this and why? But I, but I want to pause first, Ken, and, and have make sure that, there's, that you share what you want to share. Yeah, no, uh, 100%. I, I, this, is, uh, this is clear. And this is, uh, you're saying, uh, saying to you off here, just like, um, it, it, it's like you just can almost know this was coming because that's how this, how bad it it is right and 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 you see um a, a person of color woman of color anyone anyone that quote i'm putting quotes around different because i don't consider them different but anyone that's that's uh, doesn't fit uh, the, the the white male profile which i i don't mind saying that at all uh you just brace for impact you brace for impact and we're we're out here trying to maybe not no longer brace for impact uh, to, to draw some lines in the sand. And and then it starts happening and it's too easy to get it really quickly convoluted by, well, you know, the way she tweeted it. it no, no, no. This was coordinated. Like you said, this was intentional. This was uh, done to cause harm. This was done to uh, cost uh, job, livelihood, whatever you want to say by, uh, uh, you know, those groups you're talking about, uh, the website. And I, and I personally, I, I don't remember the first website that, that started. I don't. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm with you on that. Four centers, very clear uh, on where this lies. Uh, we love this big table of Star Wars like we always talk about. And we're not going to stop building out that table and bringing more and more folks um, into our community here in the four center community to make them welcome. And that's just the way it is. The way it is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, there, there's that part of me that doesn't want to, you know, give attention to the people who did it. But, I, but, we, but we need to I think we need to recognize who it is, because it isn't like a groundswell of concern from, you know, yes. many different places. It's targeted attacks from people who have a history of targeted attacks. The initial mm-hmm. ar- article is from a website called Bounding Into Comics. Uh, they have ties to Comicsgate. Uh, which is basically a, a group of, uh, of websites and specific people who have a long, long history of this exact same targeted attack and harassment of women and people of color in comic books. And they have uh, they've attacked many people that I have known, and it is the exact same thing. They they grabbed some tweets that they think are going to be controversial. They spin them to sound the most inflammatory as possible. And then just kind of fling it out into the ether to try to start fights and and try to go, what? We're just sharing their tweets when what they're doing is they're spinning their tweets into conflict 
And it's always conflict from the exact same perspective of denying uh, women and people of color a, a, a space in pop culture. That is what the agenda is that is promoted uh, by bounding into comics and in comics gate people. It, yeah. it jumped to this high level of relevancy uh, because uh, it was retweeted multiple times by a person on Twitter named Jack uh, Posobiec. Uh, he mm-hmm. is an alt-right internet troll. He is a correspondent for the propaganda network uh, one, uh, Oanon, uh, One America News Network. Um, this person has promoted uh, white supremacist talking points, absolutely debunked conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. Pizzagate, uh, false pipe bomb reports, all sorts of things. Um, he is a person who is not everybody, not everybody. This, this often becomes a both sides conversation. And to me, there's a difference between different perspectives on the tax reform. And then there's somebody like Jack Posobiec, who is he, he knowingly propagates lies in order to attack certain groups of people that is who he is that is his history and that is somebody who targeted it and and this is part of why it's important for us to talk about it is because as much as we would rather just jump right into news and cues make some jokes and talk about funko pops (laughs) Mm -hmm. pop culture you know is a ground where people like this who want to cause uh the 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 furthering of anger and hate and push people out that they don't like out of spaces it is a pop culture is a place where they can do that somebody like jack uh, posobic who spends most of his time Mm -hmm. supporting uh trumpian lies and propaganda uh knows that star wars is a great great place to do this uh it it it, it's so obvious it almost made me laugh ken when i Mm -hmm. I researched uh, Jack Posobiec, so I knew what I was talking about, got to the bottom of his Wikipedia page, uh, and it says under personal life, from 2012 to 2016, Posobiec ran a blog and podcast about Game of Thrones called Angry GOT Fan. (laughs) That tracks. Yep, yep. There is a combination of anger about pop culture where people can, with racist and sexist views, can hide behind it's just an opinion about pop culture it's just i don't like disney star wars which is fine if you just truly hey i didn't think those movies were good they didn't they didn't hit for me i i I didn't enjoy those movies that's fine these people hide behind that to attack the fact that there are women and people of color involved and what what when and this is not the place that you and I want to fully, fully dive into this conversation because it moves it too far from uh, Christina Ariel and the situation this weekend. But I, I, I feel the big, 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 big danger is the shades of uh, the degrees of separation from the center of this are your buddy, are your friends, uh, are your coworkers who are like, I don't know about Star Wars. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, this article agrees with my take on it. And they're Sometimes accidentally, sometimes very intentionally, but they're just feeding into this. And and pop culture isn't this little thing in the 80s that the nerds did at the far lunch table. It's mm-hmm. live. It's everything. It's what we take from it. It has become that. Uh, and so without a doubt, this is all tied into it. 
And this is all tied into this age of misinformation and, and lies. And later on, we'll talk about there's a lot of experts in the rooms, right, in terms of they, they all know what Kathleen Kennedy did. And did bah, 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 bah. Not the point today. But that's why I think it's important that you're highlighting this stuff and we're highlighting this stuff um, because it's, it, that's why it's, it's tearing down everything brick by brick by brick. And you don't think it's all the same wall. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and I think you and I have uh, said this. Often on Four Center, um, you know, in general, we try to keep political things out of it. We don't, you know, pivot from, uh, you know, Palpatine discussions to comparison to exact modern politics every episode because we know that, you know, it can be nice to take a break even if you have strong uh, opinions. But again, there, there are some things that to not say something about them is to, you know, is to say something about them. Um, and I think with this particular particular issue... I think it is really important to clarify that uh, I we we are open to different opinions about movies because that's an opinions that's opinion. I'm not open to different facts, and mm-hmm. I'm not open to racist attacks. To me, the point of having an open mind is hearing an idea that you haven't heard before or questioning uh, an idea you've long held. Uh, and there is nothing new in any of this. This is just. Mm-hmm old school hate old school attempt to drive someone out of the fandom that you don't think should be there dressed up in the new misinformation of the social media age so i do have an open mind i can't have an open mind to this because i know what it is and i reject it period flatly we reject it flatly here and and and, and the, you know the four center community is uh, is a pretty damn good place we've 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 tried to make it that um and I believe uh, that's why we're, you know, we'd speak out regardless. But it's 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 important that uh, we, you out there in the Four Center community, understand where we're coming from, understand what we think of this, and 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 either you help us build that or you don't. And that's end of the day. Bye, for me, not for Joseph, yeah. for me. Bye. Well, no, I mean, I think, uh, I think. Um, I, I, yeah, I think there's so much discussion right now about how to, you know, get past strongly held, uh, you know, views, uh, for lack of a better term. And I, I always have empathy for people. I'm always, I always, even if I viscerally disagree with you and cannot support your beliefs, I have empathy for people. I can't have empathy for ideas. You know, Mm -hmm. I can have, you know, lines must be drawn and racist attacks is one of those lines that I draw. I also, you know, there's so much tied up in all of this, Ken, with debates about uh, free speech and censorship and, and all of these ideas. And I, I believe in freedom of speech as a concept. I do not believe in freedom of consequences. So as we've said before, when we've had big political conversations, if, if what we're saying is upsetting to you, you have every right to uh, react to that way. And you can, you know, unfollow me on social media if you can't listen to four center any, anymore if you can't support us that is of course uh your right i take responsibility for what i say and if the consequence of that is that the, some people who uh who are upset by what we're saying walk away i understand what is not going to happen is no amount of tweeting at me or sending me more disinformation uh from alt-right websites is going to change my position uh mm-hmm. but you have every right to walk away uh, from this if uh, if you if that's what you need to do in response 
Yeah, yeah. Well, probably better said than what I said. Uh, <laughs> no, because I, I look. I've I, I just I've just grown. Um, the age of misinformation is just it's just just it just it just is, uh, upsets me a lot, and I've been trying to find the right way to to say it, but also not get too far from the issue here and the issue of free speech and everything. Uh, I something I dealt with for seventeen years. I've talked about it before. I am uh, uh, not as it's been five years, but I am. Uh, uh, an unofficial expert in the Pruneyard decision, which is a, a Supreme Court ruling in the 70s that did protect uh, free speech, but allowed for companies to provide the time, place and manner, uh, dictate the time, place and manner for the expressive activity. It's something I dealt with for 17 years, almost daily. Uh, you, uh, you and I have been talking off air about uh, Section 230, which is a 1996 uh, Telecommunications Act that um, probably needs to be revisited there. But I believe strongly that we are at a point where um you come on my property that's an agreement uh i'll you follow my code of conduct i'll try to keep you safe someone someone yells at you because you have a rise of skywalker shirt on we'll try to stop that but uh, you know it's part of uh, being on this you know private property open to the public <laughs> someone punches <laughs> you in the face and shatters your jaw i'm liable and that's where i feel we're at for a lot of this. And yeah. And you, you're really, you're looking at you, for, for anybody who's newer, who maybe doesn't know you, you ran security uh, I was, for a lot yeah. of different places in, in particular malls. And in the way I hear it, you're, you're equating some of your experience of you were literally in charge of uh, what is the line too far in a public sphere of a mall and, and yeah. relating that to the, the, the lives we lead on the internet. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and and I, you know, I've always danced around it there, and sometimes that industry gets uh, understandably poked fun at. Uh, Kevin James movies are really hilarious, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, I just never thought oh, of, I, no, I no, no. never realized that people oh, would see. make that connection, but of course they would. Every day, I got made fun of by, you know, everyone, soccer moms to kids. It was everyone. <laughs> everyone. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. But it, but it's but because. I was, I as a director of public safety was in charge of the safety, safety of 20,000 people on average daily. Yeah. Uh, I was at uh, this place called the Grove in Hollywood and farmer's market, which has a documented historical land, land, uh, landmark, which means we worked with the FBI constantly because we are on target lists. Um, I've worked uh, at a high level and stuff. And, and it's, it's, is that's why we bring up the communications act, uh, the, 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 the tele, the, the section two thirty, um, um, because, it, it, it's a little bit of a, you know, uh, liability kind of like, hey, you know, are, are, is Twitter a publisher or is it just a distributor? And and uh, Joseph, you and I know that, that that probably, you know, it's it's being looked at uh, by, quote, both sides of the parties, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that for me, there's the what's happening now is uh, sometimes when people are just plain old promoting lies on mm -hmm. Twitter, uh, mm -hmm. they, you know, places like Twitter are, are banning them. And then somebody else will go First Amendment. And uh, if you can Google, the First Amendment is incredibly clear that it is uh, Congress shall make no law respecting establishment. You know, this is about the government. The First Amendment is that the government won't limit your freedom of speech. So yeah. then there are private companies uh, like The Grove, <laughs> right, that yeah. you worked at or uh, Twitter or Facebook or Twitch. Uh who make their own choices. And I, I feel like the, the first amendment conversation really bothers me because it is often being said by people who 
no, it's not a First Amendment issue yeah. uh, to be banned by social media. And but they say it is to incite anger. Uh, yeah. So it's not that and then people dunk on them on Twitter for being dumb. Like they they know what the First Amendment is. They are yeah. choosing to incite anger. And I think the reason I say all that is I do think it's absolutely worthy to discuss exactly what kind of responsibility should social media platforms have for lies or hate speech. And mm -hmm. that's where the section uh, 230 comes in. And, you know, I Googled it. And the first thing that came up was a great breakdown of what is it? When did it get established? What does it limit and why? What does uh, historically, how has it been revised? Wh what was it that Trump was trying to do with it? What is it that various uh, Democratic senators have said? What did current Republican uh, senators and Congress people said? I think Section 230 and liability on social media is a complex issue that is worthy of thought and discussion, free of the just, oh, you're censoring me. Oh, it's cancel culture. Let's look at Section 230 and, and develop our own opinions as you are based on your life experience. Yeah, yeah. And, and the reason we bring it up and, and people can poke fun at it all the time, but like I dealt with uh, unions. I dealt with Lyndon LaRouche supporters. I've spent three hours with them in front of them trying to. And, and I have also been uh, in debates with uh, police captains who have been called to the scene because uh, yeah, there was an impasse between two parties and, and I have been the one who been like, here's the Prunier decision. Here's in LA County. It's at 41.24 D is the municipal code on uh, public pro uh, private property open to the public and all these things. And I've arrested hundreds of people, hundreds, hundreds of people on this kind of stuff. And, and including one famous case, we had to kick out girl scouts for selling cookies because if we <laughs> didn't, and it made the news because if we didn't, then anyone else, the Nazi youth of America could come back and sue us. So it's a complicated issue. And I am not for one who immediately goes, yep, uh, they tweeted something I don't like, fire them. I am not in that camp, if anyone wants to be clear about that. It's complicated. It's complicated. And the reason it, we're getting, we're getting, you know, I don't want to go too far off the path. And I, you know, uh, and I warned Joseph, I go, pull me back if I get, <laughs> I'm pissed off about some of this stuff. Um, from the Christina Ariel stuff, it's like people are profiting off of this. Mm -hmm. People are making money off of this, hiding behind some of these sometimes convoluted rulings and uh, hiding behind this First Amendment. You are not guaranteed uh, uh, it, that you can just come on. And again, the reason I say property, you cannot just come on, scream and shout and cause discord or harm and create a unpleasant experience at the base level. Uh, we can, we had, we as a company to, I worked for two major companies at the same time, had, a, had, had the right to determine the time, place, and manner that you do that. And then if stuff happened, if you got hurt and you slipped and fell on a banana pill, um, you know, we could be liable for it. And I think there's, we're getting to the point where some of the, these companies, uh, you know, uh, we, that term liable, we have to reevaluate and I'm getting upset at people making money of the stuff you're describing. That is, that is specific crosshair in the crosshairs, attacks on people making money because my friends who don't know, who aren't on Twitter, which, by the way, is still an option in life, um, <laughs> who aren't on there, who aren't raveling, barfing up their opinions. And I've, I, eh, never mind. Um, <laughs> mm, um, everyone thinks their opinion is great. Um, but th there's, th those are my, my friends are contributing to those sites making money because they don't know. And, and that's also a place to fight, but that's also, it, it gets me so upset, uh, uh, clearly. And, and you got to know where to focus that energy, I guess, is the next step, <laughs> Joseph. And I don't, right now I don't know where to focus it because I'm, ah. yeah, yeah. I think, um, 
I think for me, I challenge myself to do this. uh, And sometimes I catch myself and stop. And I think it is a good thing for all of us to do right now because, you know, there there are big uh, political and, and cultural and legal questions to have about our communications on social media and the damage that hate speech and just lies and propaganda can do. But for myself, what I try to do is, whether it's an article about tax rates or Obi-Wan Kenobi, I try to open it, look at when it was written, look at what the sources are, look at who said it. Does the person who said it have a history of spreading misinformation or a specific agenda? And I take that into account before I react. And and I do for myself, I'm really affected by that is happening in ways that are incredibly dangerous to life and limb uh, when it comes to denial of science facts about the virus or denial of reality about the election results. And then it also just kind of casually happens with Star Wars rumors where it's just... Yeah, You know, one person somewhere claimed to have said it on a super, super dodgy website with a long history of, of sharing just totally dodgy or straight out misinformation. And then I just see so many people just reacting to the headline. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it is just for now, I think we are the best guardians individually against misinformation as some of these larger issues uh, get handled. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's uh, a rumor about Cassie and Andor or a rumor uh, about the coronavirus, mm-hmm. check your sources. Check your sources and um, be wary of insiders. <laughs> There's very few on the inside. Um, yeah, but 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 to not get too far, yeah. thing of uh, Christina Ariel, uh, we... We want to acknowledge where it came from, like Joseph uh, did with a, a very important information, very specific information. That's what we believe. Uh, we not just fully support her, but we support anything that's gone in the past and unfortunately anything that might come in the future. Our position on that won't change. Yep, exactly. Uh, and then, Ken, unless you have anything else to add, let's. Uh, I want to review where people can, can find the good work that Christina Ariel does. Do it. Lay it down there. Uh, again, that High Republic show is going to de- debut on Wednesday. Uh, I know Ken and I and many of our listeners are excited about the High Republic and excited to celebrate it uh, with this great new show. Uh, you can check Christina Ariel's uh, thread on August 22nd, 2020, that shares some of her work that she is proud of. Uh, and I'm sure other people can find many great things that she's done. She's done a lot. But uh, again, I it really enjoyed Googling starting role plus Christina Ariel to just get a really uh, straightforward account of her connection to pop culture and her life. It was just great stuff. It made me happy to watch it. Hey, I like being happy when I watch things. That's a good <laughs> thing. That's a good thing. But also life happens and uh, that's where we're at. So uh, uh, thanks, Joseph, for, I, uh, you know, no secret. I always kind of, I I'm, I can get pretty emotional. I get in, in an anger. I, I can go to the dark side pretty fast. So Joseph is a great emotional anchor for me. <laughs> I try to be. I might, uh, I might sometimes add some weight to your anchor. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, you know, you know, that's, that's what it is. Uh, the old job. Your job did a number on me. Um, so uh, from that, uh, that uh, which we are happy to discuss and address here in Force Center, we're also going to go into some Star Wars news. 
And here is the headline here. Kristen Baver. She is a longtime Lucas filmer. Uh, you see her on the Star Wars news show. She's been writing articles. Uh, every time Joseph and I uh, go back on the uh, Clone Wars report and review an episode, she, you can go find some old episode guides that she just does such a great job. And uh, I, 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 I don't know her personally. I think, again, shared connections, but she just seems like uh, such a well-respected and loved individual. And she has taken a big step forward with this awesome project called Skywalker, A Family at War. This is a book about the first family of Star Wars. Uh, she wrote it. Matt Ferguson, uh, Ferguson did some art. And the book will examine the events that unfolded in the Skywalker saga on screen, as well as through books, comics, and other canonical storytelling to give a detailed account of the lives of key members of the family amid their travails and triumphs. Pre-order available now. Book out April 6th. All right. No secret, Joker. I've kind of wanted these kind of books. I'm not going to lie. I wish I had the skills. I'd love to write these type of books. I am so glad someone with more skills like Kristen Bavers got the lead on this. I'm excited for this one. So I ask you, sir, are you as excited as me? And what excites you about this? Oh, yes, I'm very excited. And you have brought up uh, books like this of, of wanting a little bit more of the in-world perspective, right? And, and it, that sounds like what this is going to be, like uh, approaching it as a, a biography of this amazing family uh, and less like in episode, you know, blah, blah, blah of Clone Wars. It was stated, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but it's going to have all that information. So I love that in-world history perspective. I love uh, what the description and what Kristen Baver is saying in the, the article uh, about this, that it's looking at the personal journey that we really know well, because I think when we watch the movies, that's what we feel, right? We feel their relationships and their uh, challenges and how they overcome their challenges. But then to also say, but let's pull back and really examine the larger effect on the galaxy the, in the triumphs and travails. I really love that big picture perspective of what did actually change based on this decision of Anakin. How much difference the galaxy did, you know, uh, Leia really make? Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think it's good to note that this is going to trace uh, Ben and Ray as well as the uh, sort of third generation of mm -hmm. the Skywalker family. So I love that. I love the, you get the personal, but we also get the sort of their, their impact is almost public figures in the yeah. galaxy. And then the other huge thing that I, I love about this, Ken, is I think when you lay it all down like this in a chronological order, I think just different details and connections are able to pop out to the reader. And I think it'll give people a different appreciation of some of the, uh, the star Wars poetry of what is, what is the same? What is the difference between these different eras and these different characters and these different choices? It pops when, you know, you don't go on a side mission <laughs> in the movie, you know, but you're just staying on this family. Yeah. So, you know, I, I want people listening to know I, in the notes, I handle most of the news notes. Uh, now I, I did put a thing of, Hey, or, or does this not excite you, Joseph? Cause you know, you, one day Joseph might be like, yeah, not for me. You know, uh, I don't, <laughs> there's some I, things. I still don't know if you're fully on board with my pod race management game, video game. I, I don't know. Um, no, but th this is, it excites me on just that service level of just, it's more star Wars. It's more analyzing, and just getting in that world and treating it as real, which is this silly, stupid way I watch Star Wars. I, I said this before to other people, and it's not for everyone. I'm not saying everyone, but I, I, I think it's all real in my head sometimes. <laughs> and so if a character does something, I go, oh, that's what the character did versus 
I don't know if I like that everything. And not every decision, but sometimes I'm like, boo, boo, boo to you, sir, for doing that. Um, it's just since I was a kid uh, and, and I, I love crawling into it, but also to what you're saying, look, I'm not saying these are, these are lies based on previous comments, but when I hear someone say, I, I just don't like episode nine, it doesn't connect to eight or any of the star Wars films. I say uh, nay to that, sir or madam, nay, uh, <laughs> because it is the emotional canon. That is the connections that are there. And that's what we've been talking about and, 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 and saying here on Force Center. And I think you're right. If people give this book a chance, maybe don't see some of the connections. Because it's pulling in from mod- books and comics and who knows, pamphlets from Star Wars Celebration. I don't know. Uh, you, pull it, you pull it in and you put it down on a roadmap and you, you go, yeah, see, this affected that. And that was there. And, and the thing of the comics. And, 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 and again, it's not for casual general fans. I, I totally understand it. It could be considered niche. And I, even some people in our Discord are like, all right, hey, I'll give it a chance. Not necessarily my thing. And I totally understand that. Um, um, I totally get it. This is just my excitement. But I love that kind of stuff because I felt my fandom of Star Wars started to grow uh, and I always want to grow as a Star Wars fan. I never want to stop growing as a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Um, it started to change of just like, oh, that that line was reminiscent of that. This is why I love the Clone Wars. I mean, you and I are, this week are reviewing uh, the Zillow Beast arc, right? Yeah. I'm making notes last night. I was like, oh my God, this, this connects to Revenge of the Sith. This connects to Rise of Skywalker. Not in facts, not in quote unquote lore, but in, the themes and the emotional arcs and the emotional and, and, and the lessons. And what, and that's what I hope this book does. Not to put too much pressure on Krista Baver. In this book. <laughs> I, know I know she'll hit a home run here. Probably already has hit a, a hit home run. Um, I, I'm, that's why my excitement is bubbling over, bubbling over. And I hope they do more of these. Yeah. And I think it's exciting from that perspective of if you're a fan of history and almost a fan of the lore of like, you know, boy, what how did, you know, Vader's uh, Anakin's fall affect the fates of this specific planet? And you, you can kind of get into that lore stuff, but it can actually really be that emotional canon as well. I've mentioned in the past that I, I worked on a Kenobi stage play. Uh, that you know, there, there's uh, I had a ton of fun working on it. There's nothing to be done with it right now. It, it's it, it came up a kind of live on air because James Arnold Taylor, when we interviewed him, said I'd like to do that. Um, but I had such great fun because it is this this kind of uh, exploration when you when you connect all the dots and don't look at Star Wars just as chapters, just as which movie you know is my favorite, which movie has this scene, which is, you know, it's a fine way to look at it. This is a different way when you don't look at it as chapters, but you look at it as whole, a whole, all sorts of connections pop up that you didn't think about before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pumped. I'm excited. April 6th, this book is out. Uh, we will definitely take a look at it. We'll definitely uh, get it there and, and very happy uh, for Kristen Baver and looking forward to Matt Ferguson's art in this one as well. All right. Yes. Something we're also excited about as Star Wars fans, toys. <laughs> Two parts of this one. We got a new planet. Let me read this right. New planet themed line of Star Wars merch available on Amazon. Uh, certainly shopping on Amazon. Not for, not for everyone. I totally understand that. Um, so this is a, like a collection, a little store, and they're going to release these, uh, you know, all kind of planet themes. Right now it's Hoth stuff. Uh, I love Hoth, which is weird because I, I love the cold and snow, but I, I don't think I'd live there. Um, like that, uh, uh, what, the, the Hank Green story where the guy just said, ah, <laughs> the rebellion, I'm going to live. I'm going to move into the cave on Hoth. Um, 
so I, I, what do you think about this approach of plant? The- uh, I almost said plant theme. Like um, <laughs> I am mostly trying to switch to vegan now. Uh, what do you think about this planet themed merch? Do you have any favorites? And, and Joseph, what planets will you absolutely represent? Oh yeah, no, I like this. I I think this is. It doesn't seem like there's new merch. It seems like it is a collect, an effort yeah. to collect all of the existing merch under a theme, which I think is cool because it can be hard to you know if you go into uh you know an online store just Google uh, Star Wars. There's mm-hmm. a lot of content uh, for merch, so I really like this idea of gathering it uh by planet. Um, I think the planets that I'm excited by are the ones that there's probably not as much for. <laughs> like, cause the first one that came to mind is Exegol. Like, I, I, you know, there's only so much uh, merch con. I don't think there are a ton of uh, Sith Eternal stickers right now. And there isn't, unfortunately, right now, a, you know, a, a Pez dispenser of, <laughs> of Palpatine hanging from the, the claw arm, uh, although I'd love it. Uh, but yeah, for, so for the ones that, that there is actually a possibility of having more content from, um, Naboo, uh, Naboo's just, you know, always, it's, uh, for a lot of fans, it's always the uh, sincere answer to what planet would you vacation on. Um, so I'd be happy to see Naboo. I don't know if, uh, if uh, Bespin slash Cloud City is bending the planet theme too much since it is floating above a planet. Um, hmm. But I always, I always love uh, Bespin stuff. And then the other one that I think has an actual shot at getting represented is, uh, is Crate. And that is mostly because I want some uh, Crate uh, salt shakers. <laughs> Have you ever said that before? I don't think so. I'm sure somebody else has. Uh, just the, the, the merch they have, you know, my, when it comes to merch, my mind goes to action yeah. figures because that's my love. But then to look at this collection and see that a lot of it is, you know, uh, pictures or stickers or you know yeah. it, it or, or household uh you know kitchenware it made me think like ooh, what kitchenware would i want yeah god man i really love that uh yeah now now i absolutely i don't think i'd be i don't think i'd be allowed to have it in the house but um <laughs> be good yeah no you you did first of all you know visit exegol is definitely something we need uh, I need that on a sweat pant. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I definitely want some Bright Tree Village uh, indoor stuff. Uh, yeah. Some stuff like I have, I have like the Hoth City Wampas kind of uh, sports parody t-shirts. I, I like some of that kind of stuff. Um, I would love a uh, Pisana Akiaki Festival of the Ancestors shirt. Yes. Like, I was like a tour shirt or something. Like I was, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I want like an old school aerobics video of the Akiaki dance. Yeah, I, I, I am mesmerized by that scene in the in the documentary where they're all teaching them how to dance. I love it. So, yeah, some of that kind of stuff uh, would be great. And I think it's fun. Yeah, you're right. A lot of it might be stuff we're familiar with, everybody grouping it. Uh, hey, look, as, as you always uh, point out, Disney, Lucasfilm, for-profit companies. Um, <laughs> yep. And merch is part of what uh, is part of the profit and part of what we love. And it's just it's just fun. The thing about merch and, and like weird kind of subtle or, you know, a little just different uh, Star Wars merch when you wear it, like clothes stuff. I love, you know, I have the, someone sent me well, just the Imperial, the design that's on the walls in the Death Star, that white light shining through the the, the dark walls. And I just have that on a t-shirt. And oh. whoever gets it, yeah, whoever gets it, gets it. I have them, I have them on shoes too. I ordered some of those, uh, was it Pozu, uh, uh, not a sponsor, you know, whatever, but I ordered it from England. I ordered them. And so I wear that, those shoes and that shirt. And I'm just like, I'm the biggest nerd in the world, but about one out of every 10 of you know at, at the post office or whatever. And when, and when, when you have that connection, it's great. In fact, well, there was, I was at a bar one time. We were on one of those bar crawls with uh, Darina Ariano uh, over there at the world girls. And 
And someone, the bartender or something said something. And I just kind of went, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and he walks away. And then Dorina comes up and she goes, you feel real cool right now, don't you? Go, you <laughs> absolutely do. I absolutely do. So that's the kind of planet theme merch that I'd love. Um, yeah, that's so great. Uh, part two of the toys thing, new Funkos featuring uh, Mandalorian and uh, the Rise of Skywalker favorites. Uh, you know, Joseph, just uh, just when I think I'm done with Funkos, uh, just when I think I don't have room and it's it's time to walk away, uh, something like this happens. I, a lot of things I love in this. Uh, some highlights include Ben Solo with a hole in the shirt, uh, Ray with a yellow saber, and of course, Babu Frick and some great Mandalorian stuff as, uh, as well. What jumps out to you in this line? Uh, should you dare add it to your collection? Yeah, the uh, the Funko Pops, I, I like them, but, you know, the, the, there is danger there for me of, like, they pile up so fast, so I need to be careful. But, like, the Funko Pops, because their uh, their model is make a lot of them, it is just the Funko Pops to me are so they didn't make an action figure of this yet, and they might not for a long time. Will you break down and get the Funko? <laughs> yeah. And these are Ray with the yellow lightsaber and Ben Solo. Uh, a Ben Solo action figure, which I, uh, or, or figure with the Funko Pop. Yeah. There's, they're so incredibly important as images of these characters, as yeah. images of Star Wars. I, I'm going to have to uh, see if I can resist them and wait however many years I need to for the action figures. Yeah. And the, and the Ben one is the, it's the shrug. It's, it's the, oops, I got a lightsaber now, boys. And it's, it's him kind of like, eh? And I just got, Bless it. I love that one. Um, yeah. The, the one thing that I have seen other fans uh, point out uh, right away that I reacted to as well is he does, he still has a scar over his eye, which he shouldn't because it healed when, when Ray uh, healed him. So I'm sure that they have heard uh, that cry from many a Star Wars fan. <laughs> Yes. And the cries went up. Um, I got this one. For, I think uh, it, it, we're talking about Ben, what I'm calling Ben redeemed or uh, Ray with the yellow head. But why, why is it important for us, uh, specifically you uh, and me, to see uh, merch with Ray with that yellow saber or Ben redeemed? Why do we like it? Yeah, because I think as much as we talk about action figures and joke about action figures and acknowledge that they are a function of of profit and that is a part of the whole thing and always has been. I think when I get really down to it and really sincere about it, it is this very human idea that physically owning an object, which is a symbol of an idea, is a powerful way for us to truly wrap our minds around that idea and make it manifest. And by putting it on your shelf saying, I embrace this idea, I want to be reminded of this idea, I want this idea in my day-to-day -day life. And, you know these char these characters uh in these moments these are some of the most important moments of who these characters are and who they become uh, so to see ben solo it, he's walked away from kylo ren he's got that blue saber of legacy because he earned it by making a better choice that's so important for me to just kind of have an idea of and and with ray i do i i have her with the blue lightsaber in the very you know the same outfit you know right, right here on my desk as we're recording but that yellow blade we've talked about so much it's a symbol of uh she has learned from the past uh but she is forging on in her own destiny with a saber made out of her staff made out of her history and it's this symbol of what are the jedi going to be next who is ray going to choose to be as she grows such important parts of who these characters are that if I'm going to collect anything, I want these characters in these moments. 
Ooh, yeah, I teed it up and you you hit that drive down the fairway almost hole in one there, man. I mean, you're on you're on the putting green right now. That was beautiful. Uh because yeah, I, other than me just going looking at those uh figures and going, it me, uh, I also love it's the it, it represents the end of their journeys, which are so powerful to a lot of fans. Uh and you know, a lot of you might not want to buy these, totally get them. But uh I, I look at them and it's just it is the end of that the journey for these two characters, the way you describe it of just Kylo the whole time he wants that saber, it's his and he gets it when he makes the right choice and everything Ray learned and, and what it means for the future. Love it. And uh, you know, if they do it as a two-pack too, it'll make it just easier on me, maybe save a couple bucks, but uh, we'll, <laughs> see. we'll see. Final one in here. Uh, uh, you know, we got some uh, St. Valentine Day figures coming here, Joseph. So the question is, will you get a Hearts Chewbacca? Well, Ken, you, you mentioned it before. I do just truly legitimately like a lot of things in Star Wars. Every once in a while, there's something I don't need. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, glowing pink eyes Chewbacca is uh, perhaps the scariest Chewbacca I've ever heard. Uh, This is one of those things that is absolutely a matter of opinion. And if there's somebody out there who loves it, this one, I am so happy for you and I delight in it. And I would love to hear about why you love it. But uh, Mm -hmm. but glowing pink eyes Valentine's Chewy is uh, not for me. I love that people are always like, I I wish you guys at Force Center would just uh, be honest with some of the stuff you're negative about. Chewy with a heart? No, sir. No, sir. Um, no, it's, uh, and there's some other ones, not just Chewbacca in the line. They're fine. They're fine. It's kind of like the holiday-themed uh, Stormtrooper uh, figures. You know, not, not for me, not for Joseph, but they're definitely part of the fun. Look, if someone were to send me one with some chocolates, I'd be sweet on you. You know? Be all right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the while back, they had a super scary at Target, years back, a, a Valentine's heart-shaped box with just Darth Maul's just... <laughs> angry face on it and that one i liked because it was absurd absurd indeed uh final news story of the day here uh this one uh kind of um, you know a lot going on this week but it, it was uh, popped up on the radar as a little blip and it kind of got my attention and a lot of people's attention uh and so it turns out no cassie uh, no k2so in, in, in andor cassie and andor season one at least now this is from alan tudyk in uh, another interview and again one of the things where like uh Let's talk about this, but also, can we talk to you about Star Wars? It, it's it's the name of the game. We get it. Uh, Tudyk says he is not in season one and that Tony Gilroy is uh, telling a story that would involve uh, maybe K2SU later on should the, should the show continue. Now, Tudyk was previously, I mean, not just like a rumored, like he came out on stage uh, for Disney. So uh, interesting that the story's kind of changed there. Um, and it's also the first we've heard that, uh, you know, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe the first we've heard in, in, in kind of a concrete way of just uh, – and or could be more than one season, uh, unlike Kenobi, which you know is, a, is an exclusive series. Um, so uh, general thoughts on this, uh, Joseph, uh, and, and also I want to know about this type of information. Is it too spoilery or is it better just to kind of keep our expectations in check every now and then? Yeah, I mean, in general, uh, I, I'm happy to have uh, less information, but I think something like this where a lot of fans who totally love K2SO and were really excited for it and expecting it, in a way, I think it's probably better to know ahead of time than to watch the whole show and then go like the whole season and then go, Hey, (laughs) where the hell was a K2SO? So I'm kind of okay with it. Um, we're in just such a weird time of when things are officially announced and when actors say things, you know, we've talked about it, you know, the most we knew about Mandalorian season two is because Giancarlo Esposito said a lot, you know, so we're just in a weird time that that we're going to have to navigate. Um, but I, for what it actually means for the story, I'm really, really intrigued. I, I kind of think it, it, you know, this has been 
this show has was pitched by somebody, uh, you know, and and developed by somebody uh, from involved with the Americans, which is a show I really like. But then Tony Gilroy seems to have really, uh, really taken over as the uh, creative force. So there's some part of it that makes sense that will, the story shifts a little bit. Um, and if it's something like the original plan was to have a part of this first season, uh, Cassian, you know, meet K2SO as is referenced in Rogue One. And somebody like Tony Gilroy came in and was like, yeah, I want to spend more time with the first part of this story. And then, you know, we can do that part later. That, that reads to me as kind of a, a natural creative shift. And if anything, it says to me that there is a feeling that there are more ideas to be uh, spent more time on and more focused on and not just rush to uh, K2SO and meets Cassian. Yeah, I'm there for that too. And, and especially, you know, whether it's Tudyk or, or not, I, it would maybe even, I wouldn't expect Lucasfilm to tweet out or put put out, uh, by the way, uh, the source changed, no K2. I, I don't necessarily expect them to do that, but, but to have the information uh, on this particular case, uh, I, I'm, I'm like, because I, I love K2SO and I, I did want to see him. I do want to see him. And then, you know, they, they met in that one shot and I got to imagine... Uh, who who had the tough uh, uh, task of going up to Tony Gilroy and saying there was a one shot comic where they already met? Um, <laughs> I got to imagine he's like, I don't care about Star Wars, let alone your comic. Uh, I'm kidding. None of that is facts. Um, yeah, but but so yeah, taking the time, like I said, telling the story they need to tell, uh, and uh, Tudyk seems okay with that. There, uh, you know, and 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 K two fans, uh, just a little bit of patience, and you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, and I hope it's more than one season. I'm really really excited for Andor. I think. Uh, uh, on my projection is that people are going to be really excited about it when it comes out more than they expect. I, I think, I think it'll be one of those like, Oh, I get it. Okay, cool. So there you go. All right. Before we take a quick break, reset, get to your questions. We're going to do our four center recommends an audiobook We think you should try out on us. Joseph today. What do we have? We are recommending the high Republic book, a test of courage by Justina Ireland. I'm about halfway through this one and I am really enjoying it. Uh, and I know you are as well, Ken, right? Yeah, I got to pick up the pace a little bit. I, I uh, life got the way, got in the way for me. Um, I just love it. I, it, and it's already you know, for uh, younger, it's it's uh, it's it's hitting some big themes. So I love it there. So to download your free audio book today, whether it be a test of courage or anything else that you choose, go to audibletrial.com slash four center again. That's audibletrial.com slash four center for your free audio book. But uh, pick up test of courage because we're going to be talking about it at some point very soon here on four center. Alrighty, there we got the news portion. Let's get to the cues after we take quick, a uh, quick break here on four center. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at JenniferLanda and on TikTok as JenniferLanda1138. Welcome back to Force Center. We are here in the main show, the Super Star Destroyer of our fleet. Still, still, we still have a fleet and we still have a Super Star Destroyer. And we're on it. Uh, Joseph, we got some great questions from some of our supporters and listeners today. That is right. We always take two questions from Twitter and two questions from Patreon. We'll go to Twitter first. Uh, David DLC, <laughs> which is a great handle, says... I recently watched The Last Jedi again, and it got me thinking after Ray saying that Luke cut himself off from the Force. Do you think it takes a lot of strength to cut yourself off from the Force? Are you using the Force to be cut from it? <laughs> this is a great question. 
uh, a lot of different ways to look at the force. Uh, it gets different kinds of descriptions in, in different novels all across uh, the eras from legends to modern canon. But looking at it in Last Jedi and how it's handled, how it's discussed, what do you think, Ken? What does it feel like to you that that Luke cut himself off from the force? I, I think I think uh, empty and I think a little bit of a low level stress and that that it's an active decision. Um, that he probably has to choose to do every day as a way. And I thought, this is great, David, because I've, I've thought about it, including, um, it's somewhat similar. It's not the same thing, but in the, in the Vader comic, uh, the, uh, the, oh gosh, I forget his Jedi, the Jedi now that Vader takes the, his first lightsaber from. Yes. Uh, who takes the Borash, uh, is it the Borash vow? Gosh, it's been a, it's been a minute since I read him. And he's not exactly cut off, but he's not exactly active. And he's, you know, and, and so it's like, to me, there's a little bit of a, a weight to that decision. And to me, there should be for Luke at this point, um, if, at least in the way he does it. Like, if a Jedi wants to retire, I don't know if that's ever been dealt with. I'm just like, I had a, I had a good run. I'm out. I'm going to go open a, di- a diner. I'm not connected to the force. I, I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to hope it weighs on him. But with Luke, I, I kind of like that it weighs on him that it would kind of uh, mess with him a bit. And that's why the force, the force still exists. That's why, you know, comes to him in a dream and that, and that prologue in the novelization. So anyways, that's, it's kind of my, I don't know, my weird answer is just, yes, I, I think it does. I think it's a, you wake up every day and think I have to continue to cut myself off. Yeah. I think it is an active choice, like switching off a faucet. I don't think it is, uh, you know, I think it maybe probably requires like a little bit of discipline or knowledge, but I don't think Luke is, uh, is sweating, uh, to do it. I think there's so much to me in the my headcanon of, of stitching together all of the different ideas about the Force. There's so much language of the Force that is about reaching out and opening yourself and letting it in. And then, you know, that that idea that everything is connected. So you need to both open yourself and reach out at the same time. There's a lot of imagery that is about you know, reaching out and opening up, which are things that if we kind of make the force, you know, relate back to us in an analogy form, I think we all know emotionally, you can make a choice to not reach out and cut yourself off. (laughs) And, and that's, I think what, uh, what Luke is doing. I don't, I, to me, it's not like some master force ability to hide. Like, you know, maybe there's something like that going on with, with Palpatine. Uh, but with Luke, I feel like it's just, I am choosing not to engage and maybe there's a little level of mastery like i think you know uh infants who don't really realize they're reaching into the force like maybe they wouldn't be able to do like yes i'm gonna shut off myself off from the force but i think that's what's going on with uh with luke is it's just kind of refusing to engage he's gone to the island uh to physically distance himself but uh, you know I, i keep thinking of it in real world analogy ken i think it's like if you know, you, we as, we as people do need to reach out to connect uh, mm-hmm. and uh, offer something of ourselves as well. So it'd be like if I just kind of scrub myself from, if I just stayed in my apartment, no Twitter, no podcasts, took down my website, like I still exist, but I am utterly disconnected right. from the larger whole, you know? Mm. That's nice. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, no. Uh- <laughs> I make it sound like a vacation. <laughs> no, that's a great question. I, I, I've, I, I've actively thought about that. I've actively thought about Luke's active choice to cut himself off of the force. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what I really love about it is just the the way it feels in the Last Jedi. Is it? It feels like a not this big force power, like you know, force hide so other people can't sense him. It, it just feels like 
uh, I don't, if, if he was tapped into the force, he would hear, he would feel Leia, right? He would feel uh, the, the dark side uh, growing because of the activity of uh, the First Order. And, and he just, he just doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah, it's a real don't wanna don't wanna uh, great question David uh, we're gonna move on then to our next question from Ethan Truman Ethan says watching Revenge of the Sith and I had forgotten that in Padme's last moments she tells Obi-Wan that there is still good in Anakin could this memory be stirring in Kenobi's head and be the reason he potentially tries to bring Anakin back in the new Kenobi series uh, great question uh, mm-hmm. and I think a great thought Oh, what do you go? Where do you go with that, Ken? I go to first is uh, you know, Padme has generally been right the the um, the whole time, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> when you when you really track just like her her philosophical statements and like mm-hmm. just her literal like, no, I think it's Count Dooku who's behind this, and everybody's like, what? Like yeah. she's she's usually right. Yeah, no, I did, Joseph. I know you you are really behind the idea uh, that uh, I love that uh, Padme is kind of this moral compass. And I was on uh, Mark Riley's show last week. Uh, he's got his Star Wars show over in the GPA, and I was hanging out with him a bit. And, and someone in, in the chat asked, like, is there a, a character that you feel, Star Wars character, that's kind of always been on maybe the straight and narrow? I forget how it was asked. And, and I, I offered uh, Padme and echoed and, and, and made sure to quote what I, you have said about this moral compass with Padme that does tie into Leia. And Leia kind of carries that on in a way. And and I, I got to imagine that Anakin, or excuse me, that Obi-Wan, looking back and thinking about Anakin, would carry that forward. I think Obi-Wan's got his own thoughts, and a lot of it's about his maybe his own failures and everything, but it, almost as if that's a little mantra in his head uh, as he deals with the tragedy of, of, of Padme and, and uh, you know, her death. We're not, you know, we understand that. You know, I, I wish there was a little bit more to it in the story. And I still want E.K. Johnston to write that book and give us a perspective on it. But um, yeah, I, so I think, yeah, I think, Ethan, you're generally, uh, I think I agree with you wholeheartedly that uh, Padme's words carry that kind of weight, especially if you're looking back. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And this has been a growing hope of mine. I really like that Ethan asked this question. I did an episode of uh, our friend uh, uh, Octo Radio uh, uh, podcast uh, hosted by Alden Diaz uh in discussing kenobi and this was one of the things that we chatted about that i really hope that it is a part of what motivates kenobi because it is i think an underexamined moment i think a lot of times when fans mm-hmm. watch it we we do get caught up in the reanalyzing of how exactly those moments are handled and mm-hmm. you know, do we believe the medical analysis droid what's really happening and i think you can lose the power and the significance that those were her final words that she said directly to Obi-Wan. You know, it's not like he was just in the room directly to Obi-Wan while he held her, her child. Right, um, right. So that, that's got to have a weight on, on Obi-Wan. And if the show is, you know, what many of us are guessing or hoping, uh, obviously, Kathleen Kennedy said, rematch of the century, that it is Kenobi going, what if, what if uh, Anakin could be turned back? That it seems like very, very uh, um, makes a lot of sense in the emotional canon that this is a moment he would remember. And then kind of stepping back from the the in-story logic, I, I think that Padme, I, I feel more and more strongly that Padme is underrepresented in her level of importance to the Skywalker saga. And I think this would be a great opportunity to center her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Obi-Wan certainly had his relationship with her too. And, 
and it's understandable that sometimes we're focusing on the uh, Obi-Wan is there uh, on Tatooine looking over Vader's son, Anakin's son, because of the original trilogy and because of the weight of that and because of the passing on in the Force. But Obi-Wan is a person, if you get inside his head, he's watching over Padme's son too. And that's got a way on his mind. And I think it's just, just a great opportunity to center uh, Padme's legacy. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. And you know, um, you can't go back and add too much into the original trilogy. Um, uh, you know, the, the, you know, George, obviously know the realities of George just, uh, you know, didn't know he was going to make one, two and three <laughs> later on. Didn't know he had a chance, but I love it when, some of this ancillary content kind of um, helps pull in Padme's legacy, and you're right, needs to be done more. And uh, I hope we get a, I hope we get more E.K. Johnston books. I, I want her writing Padme all day, every day, uh, unless she wants to write something else too. But um, and more of those kind of things. And you know, I'm uh, going back to the news, Kristen Baver's book. I, 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 I trust she'll she'll get some Padme in there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I absolutely trust that. So, great question, Ethan. Absolutely. So we'll move on to our questions uh, from Patreon. Our patron Brian Jensen uh, writes, In Moff Gideon's desperation, by the way, spoilers for Mandalorian Season 2, In Moff Gideon's desperation, his first instinct was to kill Bo-Katan and then Grogu, and his visible fear when Bo-Katan says, A Jedi, it seems there is something bigger than him that he is trying to protect. Uh, Given that Kathleen Kennedy said the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and Rangers of the New Republic would culminate in a climactic story event, do you think there is a big bad the characters in these shows are working towards? Maybe Grand Admiral Thrawn, Grand Admiral Ray Sloan, or someone else? Uh, Ken, where do you go with that? How do you, uh, what kind of predictions do you get based on Moff Gideon's uh, fear and willingness to die? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, is, 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 it, is it definitely Snokatine? Is, is, is he around there? Uh, could be. Look, uh, yeah, why does that? Why does Snokatine sound like an old like chewing tobacco to me? I don't know, but that's a great turn of phrase. You want some Snokatine? Well, it's uh, two weeks. Well, by God, we're two weeks from everywhere, aren't we? Sorry, I'll start. I'll stop quoting <laughs> our brother. We're out there uh, uh, re- uh, retextualizing the quote. Um, yeah, you know, look, hey, here's the thing. You know, I guess we, this culminating in a climactic story event. I sure hope they have that planned, right? Uh, yeah, I think. Um, I think it's, I hope, let me say this. I hope it's someone else. I mean, I love Ray Sloan. I don't see Ray Sloan ruling by that kind of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, she should garner that kind of respect. She should be, you know, the type of uh, imperial leader that you'd want to, you know, chew a cyanide capsule uh, to, to not face. Uh, but I just don't see that from the Ray Sloan that I've studied and love. Um, as far as Grand Admiral Thrawn, it seems so out there. It seems so different. And I don't personally, this is a personal session, don't want him to be tied into that. I want to be something else. So I'm, I'm, I'm open for someone big or something new. Uh, or or not as simple as Palpatine. I think he's, he's, still, uh, he's still working out what it's like to be a, a, a soul in another body. Um, but I'd be open to some something above. Uh, much like I, I'm thinking of Voss, Dread Voss, Kira, all answering them all, and that fear, that low level fear of it's something that you don't fully understand. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, for me, uh, I said this. I think on our Mandalorian reviews, uh, I had kind of a a hope thought that you know maybe it really is that Moff Gideon is working for himself and he's trying to give those force powers to himself. But then mm-hmm. you know after seeing uh, the tank of what could be proto Snoke. Uh, many people are interpreting it that way. But in particular, to uh, to Brian's great question here, 
of that. Yeah, no, his behavior in that final episode was somebody who is serving someone else, somebody with a big yeah. ego and a desire for power himself, but somebody who is willing to uh, die for his cause. Uh, so that did make me recontextualize for myself who I think Moff Gideon is, is Brian's question, uh, illustrates really well. Here's, here's my prediction. I think, yes, absolutely. He is uh, serving someone else. And I think someone else right now in my mind is a first order stew. (laughs) Mm. I think it is, I think it, if he is making proto Snoke tanks, Mm. if, uh, Ezra and Thrawn did get taken by the Purgles to the unknown regions. I f- feel like where this storytelling could go is w- what is going on with the uh, the sort of transformation in the unknown regions of Imperial remnants into the First Order slash Final Order. Uh, so that means to me that I hope we get storytelling where everybody's on the table, where y- mm-hmm. you're dealing with Thrawn, you can absolutely get to see Ray Sloan with her very different perspective on the Empire, uh, what the Empire could have been or, or should be next. Uh, you can see them being attacked by all of the strange, chaotic forces in the unknown regions. Uh, I think there's also room to introduce new characters that we don't know about yet who are high up in the Empire mm-hmm. uh, slash, you know, young First Order. Um, I also think there's room exciting room from uh, Rise of Skywalker to introduce some Sith Eternal cultists, you know, mm-hmm. who are maybe involved with the First Order, but their agenda really is uh, the long-term game of Palpatine himself. So I don't have a prediction about the specific baddie, but I think it really is to me all about these stories telling uh, these shows coming together to tell us a little bit more about the origins of the First Order. Mm. Yeah. Um, or look, the, the honest answer, Joseph, is uh, Captain Modem Kennedy. It's just. It, yeah, it, this okay. is uh, there's going to be another spin off called uh, Kennedy and uh, and Brendel Hux. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kennedy and Hux. <laughs> Kennedy and Hux coming to USA. Characters welcome. I love it. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of exciting possibilities there. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on to our final question? No, I love it. Other than love it, Brian. Great question. Yeah, great question. This final question comes from uh, Calum Stone Street. Uh, and Calum asks or says, my question is something that I've been thinking about for a little while. Which earthly alcoholic beverages would Star Wars characters drink? I see Tarkin with a bottle of red with dinner. Uh, maybe Kit Fisto with a pina colada. <laughs> would be interested to hear your guys' thoughts. Oof. This is this is a this is a great one and a hard hard to contain all of the thoughts. Ken, where do you go first with this? Yeah, hard to. Go. I had a list growing and it only ended because it was time to record. Um, so I'm just gonna I'll just list I'll just list. You want to just want I'll get my list. And you do yours, or you want to alternate? What do you want? It's like a Star. Yeah, no, Wars. you 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 do your list and then I'll do mine. That's just def- uh, unofficial Star Wars ranked episode. I've got Count Dooku drinking hot toddies. All right. Ooh. I got, yeah, I got Han Solo, Coors Light, Tall Boys. He's just, <laughs> he's double fisting him. Infa's Nest, whatever is on tap. She's just, what do you got? What's on tap? Uh, <laughs> Yoda, I don't know if I'm right about this one, but I, I thought Yoda would be like a, a top shelf whiskey, two rocks, please. Like he'd be mm. specific to it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I got that one right, though. Uh, Mace Windu doesn't partake. It dulls the senses. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Uh, C-3PO is going to order whatever complicated drink of the moment is that ticks off bartenders. You know, that's a great one. That is perfect. He he runs down the list of obscure liqueurs that are needed to make these complex drinks. Yeah. And uh, final one for me, Princess Leia, whatever the hell she's in the mood for. <laughs> these are all really great. I, I see where you're going with a with a nice uh, uh, scotch uh, single malt with Yoda. I when I was in Edinburgh once I had you know some scotch tea which was like some nice uh Scottish tea very earthy with just some whiskey in it and that that maybe seemed like Yoda to me yeah yeah uh here's my list some of them are similar some of them are different um I think Han likes just absolute bargain basement whiskey I think Han <laughs> thinks that like uh Jameson is the highest you can go on whiskey and that is not an insult. I I love yeah, Jameson. I, love I enjoy it very much. Uh, but it is. It's 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 a your great straightforward mixing whiskey, but it still tastes good when you sip it by itself. But I think he likes stuff that's like comes in plastic. You know, that yeah. Han's like what it's it does the job. And I think Leia is knowledgeable about single malt. You know, and yeah. the different regions that it comes from. And I think early on in their married life, mm-hmm. Leia's like. That stuff you're drinking in the plastic uh, two liter bottle, Han. That's that's not scotch. <laughs> Let's have you know something really nice, and uh, and I'll show you uh, what real scotch is. Um, I think Obi Wan will drink you know what he needs to as he goes through his uh, different ups and downs in life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think at his prime, I think he had a cocktail called an aviation, uh, which is just it's a very uh kind of uh refined and uh fun and curious martini is the way that i would say it it's uh, the specific liqueur cream de violet gives it a little violet color and i think he would uh, really like being able to uh to have a discussion with a uh, dexter jetster over a few aviations oh, yeah. um i think uh i think i i went a little different place with dooku this is the darkest one that i had it's what came to mind I think Dooku likes red wine, uh, much like Tarkin, but I think Dooku likes red wine where he can uh, taste where the people who are making the wine weren't happy, that he can like sense it in the forest. <laughs> ah. That this wine came from somebody who didn't want to be making the wine. It's really dark. It's really awful, but it's that's where my mind went. Uh, and my final one is I think that Poe Dameron uh, loves craft beer. I think he loves IPAs. And I think he likes the kind of IPA that's so sharp, it cuts the top of your mouth. I think that's what makes him feel alive. Yes, I was looking for a Poe one, and and I couldn't figure it out, and you nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> this could be an entire 90-minute episode of Force Center. That is such a, a fun question. So mm-hmm. thank you, Caleb. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Ethan. And thank you, David, for the great questions. We've got a bunch more that have been uh, coming in, so I'm looking forward to tackling them all in the weeks to come. Absolutely. Thanks all of you for listening and supporting us. And if you got a great question uh, that you want asked on the show, there's some ways to do it. You can reach out on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Pinned to the top of the Twitter feed is uh, a call for questions. Uh, you can also go to uh, Instagram to follow us. We're on YouTube and Facebook pages, Force Center Podcast as well. But best questions outside of Patreon is to go to that Twitter, uh, pinned Twitter uh, a post on our uh, Twitter feed at Force Center Pod. Podcasts available in a lot of different spots. Anchor, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, 
Tune in. March available at tpublic.com slash user slash force center. You can support us directly at patreon.com slash force center. New patrons always make new plans. And as you can hear, we take questions directly from there as well. We've got our own things we've been working on uh, for me. You can go to at Ken Napsock or KenNapsock.com or visit the GPA.fund to catch up on the things we're doing over there. I also uh, had the chance to be on Star Wars Explains channel. Uh, Alex invited me on his uh, Calm Chatter show available right now. You can go there. And it was great. We just sat down and talked. We recorded it like a couple weeks prior. So I was, I was wondering when it was going to come up. Uh, but I just sat on my couch playing squadrons with him, which is dangerous because you just get into a casual conversation. Next thing you know, you, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just <laughs> flying a Y-wing talking about Star Wars. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and uh, always would like to highlight some charities. I've been working uh, with an organization called St. Baldrick's. You can find more information at stbaldrick's.org as they try to conquer childhood cancers and more on that in march for a big special event coming here as well so that's my stuff joseph where can they follow you yeah you can find me on twitter and instagram at joseph scrimshaw and you can check out my website joseph for all my other stuff my podcast obsessed that i do with my wife sarah scrimshaw and you can also find uh, comedy albums and stuff like that and links to online shows i'm doing a comedy variety show with my friends the double clicks with a bunch of great guests that's going to be on valentine's day so yeah pick up your uh, chewy with glowing pink eyes funko pop and watch our online valentine's day show again tickets for that are uh, right on the front page of josephsgrimshot.com. And the thing I've been highlighting for the last couple of weeks that I'll highlight again, uh, we are in a time where, you know, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty and there are a lot of strong opinions. And if you're uh, in America in particular, there is a great service called ResistBot. You can just uh, Google it and you can send a message to your reps in a very fast quick, easy, uh, convenient way. It's something that I use when something is happening in uh, in our government that I feel strongly about and I want my reps to truly represent me. I let them know how I feel with Resist Bop. And I think that is a great uh, productive way to let your voice be heard. It is indeed. And we thank all of you for letting uh, letting our voices be heard, I guess, if you, you want to say on, on some tough issues. And Star Wars, uh, I'm sure there'll be more, and I'm sure we will address them as need be when they come up. And also, we'll celebrate Star Wars and talk about Dooku with hot toddies and and wines and whiskeys. It's all part of it. It's all part of being a Star Wars fan these days. We're happy to be here with all of you. Thank you for listening. This was Force Center. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.